now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, hop along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, Southern California, welcome again to another Sunday edition of Rod Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and it's our pleasure to welcome you tonight. I know it's been a long weekend. I hope a lot of you have spent it fishing, maybe taking advantage of some of the Great outdoor activities we have here in Southern California. But we thank you for uh, sitting down, relaxing, maybe getting your favorite beverage, and checking in with us here at Ron Real Radio. I think we're going to make it work through wild tonight. We are indeed, again, going coast to coast. We're trying to catch up with people on the water, on the road. But I hope I have every confidence in our world. Our uh, stalwart engineer Otto is going to be able to do the job for us tonight. Hey, let me tell you what's in store for us. Right out of the gate, we're going to have Mr. Jim Payne. He has a product called All in Charge. And if you run a boat, whether it's a bass boat or uh, a larger recreational vessel, you're going to want to hear about this product called All in Charge. Jim's going to be with us first thing. Then let then later on in the hour, we're going to have Adam Tomlinson with us. He's going to give us a uh, report from Crowley Lake. And then after that, Captain Rick Russell, owner-operator of uh, Chief Sports Fishing. He's going to be with us on the water with a report from fishing around San Clemente Island, Catalina Island. Let's hope they've had a great trip. And then later on in the show, we're going to catch up with Bass Pro West Stadler's West has just been burning them up, not only on the FLW circuit, but on the BASS Elite circuit. We're going to get a hold of West. He's streaking across Texas right now on his way to uh, Sabine River for the next BASS Elite event. We're hoping we will be able to get a hold of him and sell reception. And then later on in the hour, Adam Tomlinson will be with us. Adam's from Crowley. Um, Adams from Crowley Lake. We're going to talk about just, I'm sorry. We're going to have Jim Reed with us. Jim's from Bridgeport. Uh, Ken Sporting Good up in Bridgeport. We're going to get an idea of what's happening up there with Bridgeport. All of those big trout they've been catching up there. So before we get started, let me introduce to you first the co-host of the show. This gentleman is the voice of 1-800-Bass Boat, a pretty good outdoor freshwater and saltwater fisherman on his own right. Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy. How you doing, John? Good evening, everybody. 
<laughs> just back from our uh, Tournament of Champions for the end of the year for the Juan Bass FT RTF Tour, uh, uh, and uh, had a great, great time there. Just a ton, ton of fun at the end of the year. Had to had to give away my uh, my trophy. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I know. It was traumatic, but what? But it was a great time. All right. Hey, hopefully we'll have the opportunity to talk about that a little bit during the show, Stan. Also, you've got a, you've got a trip coming up, too, to Crowley Lake that we're going to want to talk about. We're going to get that all in, I know for sure. But before we do that, let me introduce our listeners to the other co-host for Ron Real Radio. She is the national sales manager for Iserline. And again, an extreme outdoor enthusiast, both for fishing and hunting, Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, howdy tonight. I am doing great. I am all rested up from yesterday's festivities and hard work and uh, ready to talk to you guys and looking forward to listening to Wesley Strader tonight. Yeah, I know. Uh, you had indicated that Wesley uh, was uh, formerly on the Iser line staff, so it's going to be good to talk with him. And we're going to want to find out what festivities you got involved with that were uh, uh, physically draining for you there. I, I can't believe that, but it's, <laughs> you must have had a really good time. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we have our first guest on the line, so let's get right to him. He is the maker of, an, uh, of a, a product called All in Charge. It's Mr. Jim Payne. Jim, welcome to Rod and Reel Radio. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. It's been a while since I've done a radio show. I'm uh, pretty excited. Hey, Jim, now, am I right? Are you uh, talking to us from the northeast, uh, Minnesota, or somewhere in that area? Almost uh, just a little bit south of the Twin Cities in Minnesota, in Apple Valley, Minnesota. All right. Well, Jim, you know, I happened to run across your product while uh, uh, looking up some information on some of the pros uh, that we'd like to have here on the show. And I noticed one of your one of the pros was on your staff for a product called All in Charge. And I thought, I looked into this product and I go, man, this product is unique. And so I got a hold of you. In fact, we've been trying to get our schedules together so that you can be on with us for the past few weeks. But first of all, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and then how you determined there was a need for this product? and then how you came up with a product that's now called All in Charge. Well, it kind of is, I'll try to make it as short as possible. Uh, in 1998, I uh, was in the car business, and uh, I uh, my, we had to go to a funeral. My big, I'm the baby of seven kids and my big brother we were in the backyard of my uncle's house in missouri and uh, he started talking to me about a uh deal i did for him 20 years before that uh, i came home i i'm a uh, disabled army vet and i was in the military at the time and and uh, i uh, hooked up his boat he told me that the, they couldn't get on the water all the time because of uh, dead trolling motor batteries and they they'd forget to plug them in or whatever and Back in that day, they didn't really have onboard chargers like we do now. And uh, I told him, I said, well, why don't you just uh, hook it up to the, your truck and, and uh, charge them on your way home? And I, they were just 12-volt batteries back then. And he said, well, you can't charge deep-cycle batteries that way. And I said, they're 12 volts, aren't they? 
and uh, uh, understanding alternating power uh, only generates what power the battery requests, so it's not like you're force-feeding it. And I talked him into doing it, and we did it, and I forgot about it for 20 years. And uh, at our, our uncle's funeral, he told me that uh, he reminded me about what I did, and he said he had more fun with that because every time his buddies would come back on the weekend and from fishing on about Tuesday or Wednesday of the next week, he'd just call and say, hey, let's go out and uh, take the boats, go fishing. And they'd all cuss at him. And I forgot to take my battery out and charge it and all that. And he'd just giggle and, and laugh at him and say, my batteries were full before I got halfway home on that last trip. And at the time, I, I, you know, I had some car salesmen working for me that were musky fishermen up here in, in Minnesota. And uh, I, it instantly popped in my head about they were always complaining about their batteries going dead in the middle of tournaments and stuff. And when he reminded me what I did, I, a little light bulb went off my head, and I came back to Minnesota and went to Radio Shack and started buying wire. And I think I bought my first uh, fuses from Checker Automotive. <laughs> and uh, I put a couple of harnesses together, found some anglers, and let me uh, do some testing for them and, and did well with it, quit my job, and did that for almost 18 years, I guess. We closed it down uh, four years ago uh, for some personal reasons and stuff, and uh, we recently opened it back up with my uh, new partner, uh, uh, John Hess, who is uh, actually a former pro staff of mine from the other company. And oh, he's uh, a good businessman, a good money guy, and uh, uh, he uh, took over the business aspect of it, and I'm taking over what I do, and that's uh, installations and making the units bigger, better, faster, and helping people uh, stay on the water. And uh, the only reason I did it, and because they said I couldn't, but then I started meeting all these pros like Ike and Ellie, uh, Pete Pond, Ish Monroe, and uh, all these guys, and uh, Mark Menendez and stuff. And uh, I just uh, really enjoyed it, and I found some engineers, and we got, got our heads together and went through three or four different types of units. And and now we have uh, units that are uh, for any need. Uh, we can charge three separate 12 off your outboard while you're on the water. We can charge three separate 12-volt batteries. We can charge a 24 and a 12, or we can charge a 36-volt system on the water. And then uh, also we have our tow and charge set up that uh, connects your truck. In 1999, every, every uh, truck manufacturer, Nissan, Ford, Chevy, all of them, yeah, I came out with that seven-prong plug on the back of the trucks for their towing package, and they they actually put a 30-amp circuit in that plug for pop-up trailers and people that had trailers on there uh, uh, that they'd go camping with. So we designed a new seven-prong plug and, and uh, with a five-wire trailer light harness on it and a two-wire charging circuit. So now so, we don't have to wire it all the way to the front of the truck anymore, and it automatically runs just like you would. Uh, it charges just like you would your regular truck battery. So let's talk. Jim, but the, let's our, talk a our little systems bit on, are all set up. Yeah, they're set up so that uh, we always charge your starting battery first. Our units won't come on until the starting battery on your truck or the starting battery on your boat is completely full, which doesn't take very long with alternator power. Uh, and then we start switching around. There's no warranties. I've uh, been in contact with every boat motor manufacturer in the world. Uh, and made sure that we didn't uh, avoid any warranties. Uh, it's been a long 20 years, and now we're back, and we've gone through all the hurdles, and 
we're going to uh, fishing's not our biggest business. We have army contracts now, uh, and we're working with some uh, pulsating charging companies as well. So let me get get this right because man, you give us a lot of information in a very short <laughs> period of time, and right. I, I know that this is a tight segment, but uh, you've come up with this unit that in your boat you, uh, you put it uh, somewhere in the back in the battery area, and part of the unit part of the unit is connected to your motor. The other part goes to your batteries, and while you were on the water the motor actually charges first the starting battery and then goes to the trolling motor batteries. Is that correct? It's absolutely correct. The only thing that's not is we don't hook up to the motor. That would void the warranty. We hook up to your starting battery, and we don't have to. There's uh, other systems for your cars for remote start where you actually have to hook into the alternator. Well, we don't have to do that. Uh, We... uh, just do it through your regular wiring system. And we only charge actually one battery at a time, so it's not draining your alternator, you're not heating it up. Uh, we wait until your starting battery's full before it comes on, and then instead of us trying to charge 36 or 24 volts from a 12-volt source, we only charge one at a time. And uh, so, it does it in a very quick amount of time. So, well, I'm... I- being that I'm thinking bass fisherman, because I most of the guys you were talking about I know, and uh, so if you're you're out there running around in the lake and down and let's say you you you're not starting your your big motor a lot, um, you're actually on the trolling motor most of the day, and your trolling motors are doing one thing, but it while you're not uh, running, your starter battery runs all your electronics, and nowadays that's quite the drain because the GPS units alone on two computer systems or three computer systems that they've got on the boat now with their electronics can be a real drain, and you could end up not being able to turn your your motor over at the end of the day if you don't start your big motor. Do you have to be running the big motor to charge the battery? On the water, yes. Uh, You have to have some kind of a a charging source, which is the alternator or stator or whatever. Let's put it this way. Uh, if you're out fishing a tournament and you're on that trolling motor three-quarters of the day and your batteries go dead, you're done. Yep. You're, you have yeah. you have no more battery power. Now, With our you... products, you actually have the option of cranking that outboard up and, and uh, either taking a short run or just let it run for uh, uh, 15 or 20 minutes. You've got another couple hours of fishing. Now, Jim, really? does the... Does the, the yes, system automatically change and go from one battery to another, or does it have to be manually done that way? No. And we, like I said, we went through a lot of tri- trials and tribulations and units. Our new products have so much uh, safety and operation systems in there where it doesn't just charge uh, two minutes here, two minutes there, three minutes there. It automatically will charge, start charging on whichever battery is the lowest. And it will give it more time uh, than it might the others because they might not need it. Okay. Another but, thing that I like uh, about it is that it's very small. You bet. What? Well, what's that? It's very. Uh, uh, Wendy commented the fact that it's pretty compact, so you can actually mount that on to the uh, the, the the battery cover on the boat on on the top of it and. Uh, 
you can get the system to work. Sounds pretty good, Jim. I've actually at Minute Ranger at the Ranger factory in Philippine, Arkansas, I did a Minn Kota boat for them, and they had that big 45-pound AC charger sitting back there where the batteries were, and there was no room to mount my box. So I went down to the hardware store and got double-sided tape, and I taped it to the front of that AC charger. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, the, uh, I, I don't... I don't understand why I haven't heard about an all-in-one uh, uh, or all-in-charge uh, uh, unit before, but I definitely want to find out more about it, and I think our listeners will too. If they want to go somewhere to find out about this, where can they go not only to find out about it, but to purchase one if it's not available in a store here in Southern California? Not yet. Uh, and you never will see. We were actually in Cabela's in Gander Mountain at one time, and I didn't like. I'm a disabled vet, and and uh, I I want to keep everything built in in, in America, and uh, so I, my pricing wasn't great for them. But I pull I pulled out of there. The only way you can buy it now is direct through us for now, and that through our Facebook uh, uh, at All in Charge at Facebook, or we have a website that they can go to, and it's AllInCharge.com. A L L I N C H A R G E, and there's uh, I think my phone number's on there, uh, and I love listening to guys that have different operations because we we can charge any kind of a situation you got, we can we can make it happen for them. All right, well, Jim Payne, thanks a lot for uh, uh, spending some time with us. It's great hearing about the product. Get a hold of uh, Jim and find out how you can make this thing work because especially in places like Lake Mead, Lake Havasu, where you're on the trolling motor all the time and a lot of wind, this is a product that you need. Hey, Jim, thanks for being with us and spending some of your Sunday night. I, I, I appreciate it. I'd love to do it a hundred more times anytime we get a chance. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Great, great product. Yeah, Jim Payne right, from, from All In Charge. Hey, Wendy, uh, Stan, and I, we're going to take a break right now. Coming up next Adam Tomlinson from Crowley Lake. We're going to talk about what the conditions are, and Stan might give us a little preview on his upcoming trip next week. So stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. 
Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has the new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag. Quantum Fishing, we are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Ron Real Radio, everyone. We were trying to get a hold of Adam Tomlinson at uh, Crowley Lake. Uh, can't make that contact right now. We can imagine he's busy up there. So we're going to get a hold of Jim, Captain Jim McDaniels from the Grande. He just sent me a note. He had a bluefin report. And, Jim, thanks for being on on such short notice. How are you doing, sir? No, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we, uh, we've we been fishing for bluefin and yellowtail offshore here since we got our trips kicked off from H&M Landing a couple weeks ago. And we've been seeing really good sign of fish every single day. It's just, uh, as you know, incredibly hard to catch. But we've had some success here on our past few trips. And I uh, actually got a couple of really nice fish on uh, Friday, and then yesterday we landed three more. So I just wanted to call and let you guys know that we are going out tomorrow morning for sure with a very light load. And uh, we're, we feel like we kind of got the ball rolling on this bluefin tuna, so we want to stay on them, and we could definitely use some help out there, some guys to come out and help cast the bait at these things. Well, uh, uh, Captain James, uh, first of all, Grandi, come on over. And are, were you still running three-quarter day trips out of H&M Landing? Yeah, we're calling them full-day trips. It is technically the three-quarter day run. We leave at 5.30 in the morning, but we, uh, we're out there for pretty much the whole day. We're not, we're not back at 5 o'clock like a typical islands trip. If you come on one of our trips, you need to be okay with getting in at 7.30 or 8 o'clock p.m. We're going to give it a a full day because we got to get down there 40 or 45 miles out to where the tuna are. But uh, we're going for it, and uh, that, that's where they're at. That's where we've been seeing them. And uh, they're getting pretty responsive here now. They're actually starting to bite the live bait a little bit uh, to the point where anybody can 
stand a chance at getting one. So uh, now so, is definitely a good time to go. So what on the uh, as far as the bait goes, they're, they're, they hadn't they didn't eat the fin bait till the end of the year last year. So they started eating the fin bait already. What size are the fish that you're looking at? On uh, on Friday, the two that we landed were both right around 60, 65 pounds. And then uh, yesterday, we caught a little bit smaller grade ones, but still nice fish, 35, 40 pounders. It's kind of hard to say what size we've been seeing because we've seen them from as small as, as just school-sized 20 pounders cruising around to, you know, big 200 pounders jumping around. So there's just a huge huge range in size of fish out there right now the ones that we've hooked and been able to land have been between 30 and 60 pounds you know captain james uh, uh i've been looking at some of the private boater reports of guys going out there and they say they've been running into foamers and they've been metering some fish they haven't been able to get fish though to come up and and play uh uh from what you can see from not only your you know your own result, but from the rest of the fleet, is is are they seeing pretty much the same thing you are, or have some of them just you know come up dry and have some has somebody else really hit them or what? Well, what we're seeing is we are seeing the fish up on the surface. Um, they've they have also been you know seen with our sonars, but. Uh, this past couple of days where we've been catching them, any, anybody would have been able to see them. It didn't, you know, wouldn't matter what type of electronics you have. The fish have been up on the surface, and, and what we do is we just try to slide up to them as quietly and slowly as we can. And then uh, so far, everything that we've caught has come from just casting, you know, the best sardine you can get out of the bait tank just on a fly line, uh, you know, fly line of bait right towards them. And that's how we've been getting the bites. And we have not seen it that, that way this year. So we're hoping that uh, it's starting to become a little more user-friendly. Now, this is really kind of a unique situation to to sign up to get on a three-quarter day boat. And this actually is an extended three-quarter day. But with the type of fishing you're seeing right now, what kind of gear are you telling the guys to come with with this uh uh, this range of fish that you're seeing? I would say on the low end, I would say 30 pound uh, on up to 40 or 50 pound for the fly line bait. And and we, we also always recommend guys to bring a heavier setup for a flat fall, you know, a nice big heavy 80 to 100 pound rig. But that, even though that has been what has worked so far, our experience, I'm telling you, just in the past two or three days has been fly line bait. So I, I personally prefer it that way. I think more people stand a chance. It becomes more of a, a chance for bluefin catching instead of bluefin watching. Um, so <laughs> you, you want to come on out and uh, just be prepared to fly line a bait. Stan and Wendy, doesn't that bring a smile to your face when you hear on the low end, bring 30 pound? Yeah, I think I like that. <laughs> well, you know, that's, <laughs> I, I like to try the bluefin catching instead of bluefin watching. <laughs> now, uh, that's, a, that's a good thing because that's, that's a fish that's just always been sketchy. That's just part of their nature. Uh, when they finally want to chew, and you find the right little school of them, you know, they can be uh, entertaining. You can stick with them sometimes all day. They go away, come back, away, come back. 
it's a wonderful fish. And, you know, it's not terrible to eat either. Uh, they're a prize if you get a big one. I mean, to be able to get a cow tuna, you know, especially a bluefin tuna off our coast, is only in the last couple of years come to fruition here now. Everybody would like to have one of those or hook one of those and have their shot at it, but you've got to have the right gear. So having, you know, a 30 to 100-pound rig uh, on a on a one-day trip, <laughs> that's the new the new deal here. So it's all good. You know what's really, what, what, what really makes a difference is the guys that are going on the boat, most of the time they're undergunned. And yep. if they would just bring top shots of all the different sizes, they, all they have to do is learn how to tie a connection knot, and then they'll be right in the game. Right, and Russ, I think uh, uh, your guys are experienced enough, your your deckhands there, that they can definitely uh, uh, help uh, Fishman with that because I know here in the tackle store, one of the biggest things that always surprises me is that guys just don't know how to make connections. And, uh, man, we, we tell them to, you know, go to YouTube and, and stand in front of that that uh, video screen and tie that thing until you can tie it in your sleep. But it's amazing how many guys are afraid to do it, but your guys are experts at it. I'm sure. Yeah, we, we have, we have a full crew on board that practices day in and day out. And it would be our pleasure to not only do it for you, but to teach you how to do it. So, uh, you know, our, our goal is to not only take you fishing, but to, help you to become better fishermen. It would be our pleasure to show you how to do that. Now, you know, the uh, Grande is now the three-quarter day boat out of H&M Landing, Captain uh, uh, McDaniels. And what kind of reception are you getting from your customers that are coming aboard? Uh, you got a three-quarter day boat with bunks. You got a big, huge galley. You got plenty of room on the boat. People have to be in Nirvana here when they uh, get aboard the Grande. Yeah, well, we do have a very, very large bunk room on the boat, much bigger than what we would ever need to use when we were running our multi-day trips where we'd take about 30 people. Uh, the boat was built, you know, the, the, the three boats, the Liberty, the Freedom, and the Grande, were all built based on carrying lots of people a long time ago, back in the 60s. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going to take 55 people on our trips, and we have 56 bunks on the boat so I, I don't think that there's ever been a time where there's a three-quarter day boat that can provide and we provide this for free by the way the use of a bunk to anybody who comes on our on our boat and you, if you buy a ticket it includes a bunk um, which you're welcome to use at any time in the trip you want to take a nap on the way out or on the way back in the bunk room is open for you and uh, you know our RSW fish hold we've you know had that thing Plenty of plenty of capacity for when we used to run three-day trips, and now we're running three-quarter-day trips. So we're going to have plenty of uh, plenty of room to keep all your fish fresh. And as far as the reception goes, I would have to say it's, it's really been good. The people, they really like it. Um, and, and we're pretty excited about this fishing that's developing at the Coronado Islands. I'm sure you guys have seen the scores today. Uh, I think this is a very good chance we're going to run just a few more of these offshore tuna trips, and then we're going to switch over and start fishing Yellowtail to Coronado Islands. So uh, things are pretty exciting right now. Oh, man, I, you can't believe it. Uh, Jim, if people want to uh, find out more about the Grande, find out your schedule, uh, what it is, and also are, are you strictly open uh, uh, fishing or are you also accepting charters into the future here? 
Oh, we always accept charters, and we have uh, we have you know groups that have been fishing the boat for ten, fifteen, twenty years um, that return to the boat, and uh, you know a lot of my charters that we have are longer than this three quarter day run we're doing. So we have a lot of day and a half, a lot of two day, and even some three and three and a half day charters. And so the boat is set up and always, you know, maintained and ready to go for those longer trips. So anything you can dream up from, you know, our, our, our typical three quarter day run all the way on up to a three or three and a half day trip. Uh, if you'd like to book the boat privately for you and your friends, call H and M landing and we would, uh, we'd love to set you up. Um, but our, our primary run, like you said, is the open party every day, 5.30 a.m., uh, three-quarter day, what we call a full day of fishing. And, uh, and we're going to have that offered seven days a week. You know, we uh, were talking to some of the skippers uh, during the week, and they were telling us that there is a tremendous biomass of bait, whether it be red crab, mini squid, uh, no seams, saris, whatever it is that these fish are eating on, so it's going to be hard to get their attention. But do you find that these fish, are they moving in any general direction that you've been able to ascertain over the past couple of weeks? Not not really enough to even report on it, but, yes, they do move. Um, you know, we're, we're able to track them down within our extremely short window of fishing. We've been able to track them down almost every single trip we've been out we go to where we saw them last and within a couple hours we have them located so they're not really moving far enough to even uh, even register in on it they're they're keyed into that bait and that column of water that they're in and uh, that temperature of water that they're in and they're they're happy there they're camped out but uh you know the amount of fish that we're seeing here it sounds like another couple hundred miles down below this they're seeing even more and interesting enough, these past couple of days we've we've started to hook and land a few of them, and and down there they've been doing even better. They really started to bite down there. So I, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, maybe it's just just now starting to become time. Right. Well, man, we want to extend an invitation to those fish so they're down south to come up north here and dine in our local Southern California waters. We, yeah. we will welcome you with open arms. Well, I think uh, the last time we spoke, which was about three weeks ago, uh, you, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but our conversation fell on, the, on one of the same days that they had just finished commercial fishing for bluefin. Right. And uh, I think we kind of said it's going to take a couple weeks for them to settle in and settle down after, after that harvest. And here we are couple three weeks and now you know we're starting to see some scores um i wouldn't call what we're doing scores by any means we're you know we're getting a few fish here and there but it's encouraging sign and uh considering that we've been running the boat with such small passenger loads six seven eight nine people and going out there and catching a few of those tuna um you know we're i'm pretty happy with it and i'm really looking forward to getting out there tomorrow morning not only that, it looks like you're finally getting a break in the weather, too. So uh, that might help a little bit. Even though the guys were saying, hey, bluefin, they like to bite in the nastiest weather you know, you can find. Well, I like to fish in the nicest weather I can find and still catch fish at the same time. So it looks like it's a win-win situation coming up. Yeah, I, I would have to say that, 
you know, we have caught them for sure in some nasty weather, but more often than not, when the weather is good, we're able to get the boat on them the way we want to. We're able to find them with our binoculars further away from the boat, our sonars, our electronics. Everything works better. It's easier to fish at the rail when it's calm. And uh, I would have to say that the scores on tuna this year are directly related with weather. And uh, we've got good weather. So. All right. Captain McDaniels from the Grande out of H&M Landing. Thanks for being with us on short notice and giving us that report. And we look forward to going out with you here real soon. Get a, get a hold of H&M Landing, 619-222-1144. Get aboard of the Grande. Go out after Bluefin on an extremely limited load. Jim, thanks a lot for being with us, sir. Thank you. You guys have a great day. All right. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take break right now. We're going to try and get a hold of Captain Rick Russell, the chief. He is on his way back from San Clemente Island. We're going to try and get a hold of him on the water and see what he found a little further north. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after these messages. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. at Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, I hope you don't mind. We've dumped a few of the commercials that we normally play at this segment because we have with us on a sat phone somewhere between here and San Clemente Island, I think, Captain Rick Russell on the Chief. Captain Rick, how you doing, sir? Hey, John, we're doing great. We're doing really well here. Just uh, on our way home from a two-day trip. We had uh, pretty good fishing, pretty good fishing for uh, for our two-day. We had a light load of 21 or 22 people. I think we had 51 yellowtail, some calico bass, sheephead, rockfish, barracuda, 
all the other stuff that goes with it. Pretty uh, pretty good trip. We're pretty happy with it. Sounds good, Captain Russell. Uh, now, where were you fishing? Because I know when we talked before you left that you were going to try to go San Clemente Island, you were going to try to go Catalina Island. Where'd you, where'd you wind up uh, going, sir? We fished both days at San Clemente Island. Uh, the weather was absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, you know, Saturday we struggled pretty hard. We uh, we just weren't the chosen ones. I think we only had six yellowtail for the day. Oh, my. And uh, a couple of the other boats got them. We just, it wasn't our day. And we opted to stay there yesterday or last night and fish there today. And, uh, you know, I, we got pretty lucky for what we had. We went through quite a bit to get what we got. The fish range anywhere from, I'd call it, 8 pounds on up to 30, 35 pounds, I think, was our big one. And they were, they were all mixed in between. We had some 8-pounders, some 12-pounders, some 18 to 20-pounders, some 25s. It was it was all a mixed grade of fish, um, kind of various different spots up and down the island there. Were you able to uh, stick your nose out and maybe go a little further south or make a little bit of a swing, and, and were you able to meet or any other species of fish that might have been interesting to catch? We did not. We, uh, we stuck to the game plan. And, uh, you know, we, we concentrated on this yellowtail thing. We did spend a little bit of time. We made one or two drifts for outfit. And it just didn't really work out all that well, kind of had lack of conditions. And, uh, you know, we never we never ventured off the island itself and then looked for anything. But uh, there was definitely an encouraging amount of fish, encouraging sign there. And I have a feeling this stuff's going to get with it here pretty quick. We had uh, nice water. Go stand. I was going to say, getting fish to 30 pounds or 30-plus pounds early in the season like this boons for a pretty good season. Absolutely. Absolutely. If that stuff sticks around, I think it's going to be uh, – we're in for one heck, of a, one heck of a June here. It's going to be really, really fun fishing. You know, you know that we, stuff was – we had fish eating 50-pound line no problem today. You know, uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, they were eating. Uh, they were eating the heavy string just fine. We uh, had uh, Captain Which, James uh, you know, uh, McDaniel's. We were, we were uh, pretty excited about fishing. Uh, you know, some spots with some structure and kelp and whatnot. So it was definitely much needed. Fishing that, uh, you know, forty and fifty pound line. We had Captain James McDaniel's on with us just uh, before you. He was indicating that down south they were starting to see more signs of bluefin and that. One of the things they were noticing, too, there's still a huge biomass of bait down there with red crab and and small uh, squid and fin baits and saris and stuff like that. Are you seeing any signs of that 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 type of bait between uh, where you're fishing and, uh, um, you know, where you're docked right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. The red crab has just been out of control. There's uh, there's been quite a bit of fin bait at, at all of the islands that we've fished here, Catalina, Clemente, a little bit at uh, San Nick as well. Squid has been very few and far between, very, very few and far between. We, will, we were able to scrape up just enough to fish with last night, and, uh, you know, obviously it went pretty quick. 
but uh, a lot of red crab, a lot of fin bait, and uh, we're hoping we're hoping some of that squid moves in here. We did catch the majority of our yellowtail on sardines the last two days, which again was encouraging for this time of year. But uh, no you know, we'd like to see some of that squid as well. Right. Uh, we're speaking with Captain Rick Russell from Chief Sports Fishing, and, and uh, Captain Rick, uh, Captain Rick, are you still there? Huh? I'm still here. All right. Oh, there we uh, go. Yeah, just ask me, where are you fishing out of right now, and how long are you going to be there before you come back down to San Diego? We are at 22nd Street Landing right now. We will be here until the end of June. Once we leave here, we will be going to Point Loma Sport Fishing, and we will be there, we're thinking, right around the 26th, 25th of June. And uh, from there, we, we have a full schedule posted online at uh, pointlomasportfishing.com, and we started off with the Western Outdoor News Tournament, I believe, is on the 28th of June. That is our first trip on the books down there and we still have a few spots on that one all right and you know some of the people that may have already have you booked it uh uh out of the other landing or something like that how how can they reconnect with you absolutely the best way to do it there's a couple of different ways is if they were previously booked with us to h&m landing they can call H&M Landing and either ask to have their reservation transferred to Point Loma or they can simply ask for a refund and then go over to Point Loma and rebook, whichever is more convenient for said person. Um, we definitely want to keep every bit of business that we have had, but, of course, business is business, and we saw an opportunity here to grow, and uh, we jumped on it. So we, uh, for all of our customers out there that are listening and either haven't heard the news or are confused as to what to do, we would love to have you, and it's very easy to get everything switched over from the old landing to the new landing. All right. And when you get over to uh, uh, Point Loma Sports Fishing, uh, uh, what type of trips are you going to be offering? Are you going to be... uh... Uh, open party, you're going to be charters only, you're going to be a mixture of both or what? We are going to be doing a little bit of everything. We do have quite a few charters coming up this summer, and uh, everything open party is going to be anything from one day overnight up to four-day trips. And literally everything in between. Our schedule for now is posted. Of course, everything is subject to change, and we will figure that out as the time comes and adapt to whatever fishing needs us to adapt to. Well, you know, I love two-and-a-half-day trips, and most of the two-and-a-half-day trips that uh, I've chartered have been on the on the Chief, and I've got to tell you, it's one heck of a comfortable boat to go on in an extended range. So if you're going to go, you know, longer than two-and-a-half-day, uh, the, the Chief is the way to go because you've got – Great galley. There's a lot of room. You've got, you know, super uh, holding tags for baits. I mean, it's a perfect platform to fish from. Absolutely. You know, we hold a little over 200 scoops of bait, 300 scoops of bait. 
We've got stateroom accommodations. We've got a large galley with five-star meals and snacks. It's really the perfect, uh, you know, I'm going to call it entry-level uh, multi-day fishing platform. You know, right. we, we offer just about everything that you can get in, uh, in sport fishing here. And, uh, you know, at the, uh, we'll call it the entry-level price. All right. Well, you know, for kind of those... Our, that's kind of our goal is to gator, cater to the, uh, you know, the up-and-coming guys that are trying to get dialed in for the, for the longer trips. All right. Well, for our listeners that are listening uh, up uh, Orange County, L.A., and everything else like that, the Chief is one of the premium boats here from uh, the San Diego area. It's now fishing out of 22nd Street. If you really, really want a quality experience, you got to get a hold of uh, Captain Rick Russell, get a hold of the Chief, get a hold of 22nd Street. Uh, Captain Russell, what's the best way to go about doing that and booking a trip with you while you're still up there? Right now, your best bet is to keep an eye on uh, 22nd Street dot com as well as uh, our website chiefsportfishing.com we'll have uh, any and all open party trips posted up there we do have a string of charters coming up here this month and uh, as time permits we will be adding some open party before we uh, head down to San Diego so keep an eye out on that and we will uh, absolutely keep everyone posted as best we can all right, Captain Rick Russell, Chief Sports Fishing out of 22nd Street Landing, and will be fishing out of Point Loma Sports Fishing towards the end of June. Captain Rick, thanks a lot for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you. You have a safe trip home, and we look forward to speaking to you again in the not-too-distant future. Absolutely. We look forward to it as well. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Good night, Rick. Thank you. Hey, Stan, uh, uh, before we take a break over here, you were telling us a little bit of a, you know, bittersweet type of exchange that you had in fishing this past weekend. You want to tell us a little bit about the details? Well, it, it, it is that. I mean, uh, uh, I fish with a great group of guys in the tournament ser- series that we fish, uh, the, uh, the old one bass series, um, the team circuits out here, and, and uh we have an ongoing memorial trophy that was set up by uh, Larry Elcher for his son, and it's become the most important event in in, in our region uh, to win Angler of the Year, not the Angler of the Year trophy so much, is the Tournament of Champions at the end of the year and uh, be able to get your name put on that memorial trophy. So last year I won the Tournament of Champions, my brother and I did, and we got our name on the uh, Eric Elsher Memorial uh, Trophy. And you get to keep it for a year, and you can do with it what you need. But it's kind of like the Stanley Cup. It's a big, it's a beautiful trophy. And, <laughs> and everybody wants, I mean, the, the group of guys are, that fish we fish against, everybody talks about, you know, I just want my name on that thing. So uh, I had the honor of my name is on the trophy. And... Uh, we uh, went to the, the Tournament of Champions yesterday and caught a lot of fish. I had my shot at it. It just did not work. Uh, but the guys that won it, Tony uh, Vitaggio and uh, Jeff Perry, ended up winning the tournament. And they're new guys to the, our tournament circuit. 
and they've got real these guys are pretty talented but tony is a captain of a, a sport fishing boat well he, he's a charter captain for a six-pack charter out of uh, the ventura area and and he runs a commercial boat he fishes for uh, uh rockfish and um, i think lingcod or something like that for for commercial purposes, and then he, so he knows how to fish. He and his partner both do, and they ended up coming up with 18 and some change. We thought it was going to take a lot more than that to win, but they had 18.35, and their big fish was was seven uh, five seventy seven. Which nice. if I'd had a five seventy seven, I'd have won too. <laughs> <laughs> but we had uh, the honor of giving the trophy away to uh, Tony and and Jeff yesterday. Great time. There's a big party after it's over. Everybody sticks around and there's a barbecue and or food is put on by the gang at um, uh, the up at Casitas at the the cafe up there. And we have it's a great group of guys to fish with against and around. Uh, probably the best tournament circuit I've ever fished, actually, and uh, some of the top sticks around the area. Great well, fun. It sounds like you've had a fun time. Plus you're. You're fishing on the Love Lakes there where I don't think there's a lot of pressure because of what you have to go through to get on the lake. So uh, it, it just sounds like a, a fun time and a good way to go. What happens that, you know, the more and more guys that, that have fished the pro events or, you know, the, the tournaments where they used to be able to travel, uh, got the, put their boats on Casitas, and, and it has become probably the most competitive <laughs> arena uh, next to the pro circuit that you you're going to fish, uh, it kind of actually scares people off because of the talent that's involved there. There's a lot of great sticks that involved, and right. uh, a lot of the guys will have you know two boats or three boats so they can still fish events outside and then come and fish the the, the tournaments up there. But great fun because it usually takes over 20 pounds uh, of fish to win, and there's, the pressure on the lake is actually pretty pretty tough. Um, there's because there's a lot more boats on it than you think, and the lake is small now because it, they've lost so much water. But it's it's one of the most fun lakes and the most fun events that we we fish. So pretty proud and happy to give the trophy away. Actually, All somebody right. new is on that baby. Well, congratulations on that. Hey, Stan and Wendy, we're going to take a break right now, and our listening audience, we're going to play a couple of more commercial messages from sponsors that we cut short. In order to get uh, Captain uh, Rick Russell on on a sat phone. So stay tuned. Coming up after that, we're going to speak with Wes Stadler, pro angler on the FLW, the BASS. He's tearing it up right now. He's also tearing it up on the road on the way to Sabine River, where hopefully we can get contact with him. So stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. 
Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters. The PTA design has the new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag. Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Anglers Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, welcome back to Ron Real Radio. And we want to remind you, this segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the Rockleys Fish Release System. Now you can release fish back to the depth that they came from safely that are suffering from barotrauma with the rock lease fish release system look for the rock lease at your local tackle dealer attention run real radio listeners be sure to check out the code group mobile app you can listen to the run real radio show live along with show archives without internet access the code group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen including daily southern california saltwater reports weather reports episodes of Inside Sport Fishing, Marine Traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words Code Group in the App Store on your smartphone. It's a big deal. You know, I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to the second hour of Ron Real Radio. Yes, that is indeed one pro angler that we made his day with Ron Real Radio. I hope we're going to make the day for another pro angler. This is a fellow that I've been dogging around the country for probably the past four or five weeks. I'm glad he could stop long enough to be able to speak with us because I know he's been busier than a, a one-armed uh, paper hanger. That's pro angler, Mr. Re- uh, Wes Stradler. Wes, welcome to Ron Real Radio, sir. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> it is great to have you on, and, and we appreciate you making the effort to be with us, sir. You know, out here in the West, there could be a few people out here that aren't familiar with your story. Can you just tell us a little bit about the beginnings how you developed to be a pro angler, and how you got to where you are today. Uh, you know, I grew up in uh, on the Tennessee River in a little town called Rockwood. Up until I was about 16 years old, I had a little 14-foot uh, John boat with a paddle, and I just 
I fished every day of my life and uh, paddled around. That's how I learned how to fish and uh, started out fishing uh, BFLs. And, well, back then they were called red bands, and I uh, got I got so far along in my twenties, I decided I wanted to fish the FLW tour, and I I fished there for twenty years, and then uh, this 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 year right now I've switched over to fishing the Bass Elite series, and uh, you know just grew up a country boy, just love fishing. It really, not really much bass fishing, but just love fishing. And that, the bass bug hit me when I was about 14. Well, you know, I read a little bit on your biography, and one of the things that I was really impressed with was that you started winning from the beginning, fishing back there in the Tennessee and Georgia and Alabama area, and you were actually paying for yourself to get into these tournaments and with your winnings, you were sort of like growing by leaps and bounds before you were able to really attract any major sponsors. Uh, yeah, you know, for the first probably 10 years of my career, that's what I did. You know, whatever I made, I put back into it. And, uh, you know, I actually played, I paid for a boat. The first boat I ever bought, I paid for it fishing like little little dog fights at the house. You know, I had had a good job, and I got laid off, and I just bought the boat. Actually, ended up paying for the boat, you know, fishing on wildcatters or dog fights, whatever, Tuesday nighters, Wednesday night, whatever I could get in and fish. So, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it taught me a lot. You know, I just, I'm just, I'm blessed beyond that I could ever be blessed. You know, I never dreamed it would, it would go this far. And it's pretty awesome for a kid to just, that's all I, that's all I thought about was the next place I was going to catch a bass. You know, back hey, in Wendy, the old days before. Wendy. Hold on. Before. Wendy, go first. Yeah, here's Wendy, Wes. Hey, Wes. Um, you know, I have to say, uh, watching you throughout all these years, one of the, I think one of the keys to your success is that you have such a supportive family. Your dad, Bud, your brother, Sean, your wife, Stephanie, everybody, you know, they were behind you 110% throughout your career. And, and, and it helps when you have family that's behind you. Yeah, you know, no, no, no one's ever discouraged me and my family, you know, I they never said you can't do this. My mom and dad, you know, my brother and my wife, they've all been 100% behind it. And uh, that, that really means a lot, you know, because, uh, as you know, in, in, in this career, there's a lot more lows than there are, way more lows than there are highs. So, uh, you know, it takes a good support system to, to make it a lot of times to really enjoy the, the good times. Stan, you had a question now. No, I was just going to say, you know, most of the guys that are, that, that, uh, that get involved with the fishing that have that that fire and want to succeed at it and do succeed at it all start the same way. I mean, everybody out there that's ever been successful in the sport and been a part, you know, of a sponsored fisherman knows that you know you 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 want to keep going. You just it's in your it's in your blood. You can't quit. You just got to keep going and going. And like you said, there's highs and lows. But the highs are great, and that's what keeps you going when you have the lows because you know in your heart that you can succeed at what you're doing. You, he's won enough over the period, well, I think it's from 1997, I think is what I saw it on uh, from when he's been fishing in the, in the pro events, and he's won plenty enough money that if he has a bad tournament, he already knows, hey, I can succeed in the next one. And having your family behind you, that's, that's everything, you know, having the support where somebody's not telling you you shouldn't do this. Instead, go go after your dreams. That's 
that's very special. some of the fishing techniques <laughs> Love it. that were you 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 were using to catapult you to you know to really say hey uh, this is the way I want to go I want to be a pro uh, and what was the particular turning point in your career that you said yep I made the right decision uh, you know I, I contributed to uh, you know I, like I said I had a fourteen foot combo when I was about sixteen or seventeen years old. I mean, and uh, it was every day. You know, I fished every single day, no matter if it was the wintertime, the summertime. I fished every day, and and I, and I owe a lot of my success to that. I mean, that's why I try to tell people nowadays. I say, you know, we got great electronics. You know, Lawrence, I, I run Lawrence Electronics, some of the best electronics you can run. But, but it all starts out, you've got to learn how to catch fish. Don't worry about catching big ones. Don't worry about, you know, just worry about learning how to catch fish. And that's what that jumbo done for me. I, you know, I, I didn't have a grasp, of, but I knew where every stump, every brush pile, every rock in the slough that I lived. And and, and, that, and, and I owe a lot of my success to that, just being, being versatile, knowing what, how changing conditions what to pick up, what not to pick up. And this, that's what I try to tell people. Just just learn how to fish. It doesn't matter if it's you're catching 8-pound bass or you're catching a 12-inch bass. Just learn how to catch fish. The biggest will come later. All right. Yep. And then, you know, you were, you were sort of like a self-sponsored. Uh, uh, obviously, Stephanie had to be a, a big part of this. Man, I think I've talked to Stephanie and trying to track you down more than talking to you, and I and thanks, Stephanie, very much for us. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, she travels with you a lot, does she not? Yes, she's right here right now in the, in the, in the, in the passenger seat listening to the whole conversation. All right. Now, tell, tell us, what point in time, what was the turning point? You know, because I think every fisherman has an epiphany that they made the right decision, or should they go back to whatever it was they were going to fall back to and go from there? What What was the turning point in your career, Wes? Uh, well, I would have to say in, in 1997, I mean, everybody thinks I started in 97, but actually I only got to fish one FLW in 1997, and that was the first year they had started fishing for like, you know, at first place made $100,000 every tournament. So, uh I, I was saving up my money, hocked everything I had. Dad helped me a little bit, and I paid all my deposits in 97, but I never got called for a tournament until Kentucky Lake. And uh, at Kentucky Lake, uh, I, I finally got in that event. Uh, they called me off the waiting list, and I ended up coming in 11th in that tournament. And 
David Fritz beat me by two ounces or three ounces out of the cut. And he ended up winning the event, and that let me know right there, you know, hey, I fished against, you know, Guido Hibbs and Dion Hibbs. Dion, I mean, uh, uh, David Fritz. You know, all those big-name guys, and they're right there letting me know that, you know, I, I could do this. And uh, so the next year, they gave me enough money that I had enough money to uh, pay all my deposits and one entry fee. And uh, that was my first year on tour. It was in 98, and I ended up making the, the championship my first year. And I continued to make the championship every year until about 90, or no, not 90, but 2008, I think, was the first year I missed. 2007 was the first year I missed uh, a cup, uh, and I got sick. I had to miss a whole tournament, so uh, and I ended up missing it by one spot. So uh, that's one of the things, you know. I just in my heart, I knew I could do it, and that was just one of the signs that led me to, you know, go ahead and, and just go all in and, and try. It. Okay, and you know, you grew up, uh, you know, fishing in sloughs and 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 developing uh, uh, certain patterns there, but. How did that start translating when you started to fish other places around the country? Because, you know, not every every place fishes like Tennessee. Uh, well, the, the thing is about where I live at, you know, there we have so many diverse fisheries. Like, uh, I can drive within an hour and a half. Anywhere, anywhere where I live at within an hour and a half, I can be a, you know, a, a deep water, like a highland reservoir, like Delahalla. I could be in a lowland reservoir, like like I live on Chickamauga. Uh, there's so many diverse fisheries, you know, lakes with grass. And, you know, and, and, and growing up, you know, when I got a boat, you know, a lot of people, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I just drive. I wanted to learn all I could learn about different lakes and how to fish them and learn how to fish different bodies of water and different, different styles and techniques. You know, just, you know, growing up reading the Bassmasters magazine and seeing all this stuff, you know, and, and trying to learn as much as I can and just traveling to just different lakes and, and just seeing how to fish different styles of water, different bodies of water. I think that's one thing. It, 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 I, I won't say that I'm a, you know, I, I think someone said the best the other day on the show, you know, he said, uh, you know, uh, most of the time you see guys that win elites and stuff, they're specialists. Like, they have one thing that they do really well. And he said, you know, Wesley and, like, Gerald Swindle, Wesley Strader, Randy Howe, they're, they're not just a specialist at one thing. There's a specialist at everything. And that's what I tried to learn. I, I tried to learn every technique that I could and be as good at that technique as I was at, at all others. Well, it, it certainly is something, and especially now where you're fishing, you started fishing bodies of water. How... How do you approach? How did you approach bodies of water that you'd never even been on before? Uh, you know, I try to treat them like the house, like a hole, and just fish. I, I, I'm more comfortable in shallow water than say deep water. I mean, I can fish deep water good, but I just I prefer shallow water. So when I get to a lake, I try to treat it like back at home. I try to establish me a shallow water pattern somewhere, and if that doesn't work out, I'll expand from there and go with what the typical pattern is or, you know, a uh, seasonal pattern for that lake or that time of year. All right. Well, Wesley, you know, we're coming up now, 2018. You have started 2018 like a house of fire. You've had a tremendous start, and we've got to go into a commercial break right now. But I'm, I'm wondering, uh, after it, if you can stay on with us, 
I'd like you to talk to us a little bit about 2018 because you've had a whole season just in the in the past few months, and it sure sounds like it's going to be getting better for you. Well, I sure hope so, and I'll, I'll hang around. I'll talk to you as long as you want to talk. All right. Otto, we're going to break a little early right now. Uh, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're talking to uh, Wesley Strader. He's pro-angler, and uh, we're having ourselves a, a good time finding out uh, just how a guy from Tennessee makes it to the big time and what it takes to do it. So stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. I like rafting. I love whitewater. But I never forget that snowmelt in the river can cause cold water shock. I wear a life jacket always. Anyone with me has got to do the same. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, it's Tony Gwynn. Nobody treats you better. Nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hi, it's Tony Gwynn Jr. For years, my dad said it so often. Nobody beats El Cajon Ford, and nobody treats you better. And that's so true. Now I am proud to join the El Cajon Ford team because with them, it's all about family. They treat you right. You're part of our family at El Cajon Ford. Thanks, Tony. We'll see you at Broadway in East Main and ElCajonFord.com. Stan, Wendy, and I, we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, we are with FLW and BASS Pro Angler Wesley Strader. And before we uh, went to commercial break, I alluded to the fact that Wesley has had a 2018 year uh, that most people would like a whole season for. And, and Wesley, if you will, can you can you just capsulate uh why 2018 so far has been so special for you? Well, this is my first year on the Elite Series, and uh, was really questioning my decision whether it was right, you know, to switch over, and uh, uh, you know, I just I had that gut feeling that that's what I needed to do, and 
And lo and behold, you know, three events into the elite season, I, I, I captured my first elite series victory at Kentucky Lake. Uh, and then uh, about five days later, I went to an open at uh, Lake Norman, and I won that event too. So I had uh, back-to-back wins in less than five days. So it's, uh, I mean, my head's just spinning because it doesn't even make sense if that happens. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, been, it's, been pretty, it's been pretty neat. I don't know if anybody's ever done that before or not, but... Uh, I, I got to be one of only a few that's ever done anything like that, so that's pretty, it's pretty kind of kind of special. Well, just to make well, that's long... really special. I don't care how you cut it; that's special. <laughs> just to make a long wow. story short, uh, Wesley, there's a there's a young angler many years ago that we followed over the years. He comes from the West Coast here. His name's Dean Rojas, and he was just about ready to give it up, and he he went down to Florida and a BASS event, and they went to a lake that's uh, just uh, nicknamed Lake Toho, and he happened to do particularly well there, got at that time the largest five-fish limit and the largest uh, four-day limit ever in BASS history, and won that tournament, and then went to the next tournament, and oh man, I'm getting old, I don't remember where that was, and he won that, and that was the turning point in his career, and I know you probably have run into him every now and again uh, fishing the uh, BASS Elite Circuit. Oh, yeah. I, I've known Dean for years. Dean also fished the FLW Tour. And a lot of those guys that are over there, I fish with him on the FLW Tour, too. So I know, I know just about all those guys. Uh, there's a few that I know, but uh, it's pretty – I can remember it like it was yesterday. I'm catching up. What was it, 45 – something it was 45 pounds or something so that was pretty that was pretty unbelievable pretty awesome that was pretty epic hey uh, j- just before we get to your wins at kentucky lake and grand lake uh, uh don't you come from if i'm not mistaken the same city that uh, our good friend john murray lives in right now yeah john moved to uh what was it two years ago or three years ago john yeah. murray he was him and his wife were looking for a place to live and i said well you, you might order you might want to come to Ray County and check that out. It was a pretty, pretty unique place, and uh, they came and looked, and uh, they fell in love with Spring City, and uh, we only live about five miles apart now. Oh man! And not only that, that when uh, our friends at uh, in in Dayton, Tennessee, heard that you were going to be on, they wanted us uh, to uh, give you a shout out from Bastown, USA. There in Dayton, you're not that far away from Dayton, and. Uh, Wish another no. Tennessee boy good luck. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, there's a few there's a few sticks, you know, that live in Ray County. I think you ever heard of Andy Morgan, Michael Neal, maybe some of those guys. Well, uh, not as familiar names as, as you are and a couple of the other guys that we know, but you know, getting getting back to your wins, you you fish Kentucky Lake. Um really different than fishing Grand Lake. How were you ma- able to make the adjustment? What did you do at Kentucky Lake? And then how do, how were you able to make the Kentucky, uh, the adjustment to Grand Lake in Oklahoma? Well, we went, um, we went to Grand first and then okay. came back to Kentucky Lake. Uh, so um, uh, Grand and Kentucky Lake are quite different. You know, Grand's more of a I would say a highland impoundment. It's got a lot of rocks. You know, it's more of a it's more of a reservoir. Uh, whereas uh, you know, Kentucky Lake's more of a river system. 
which it's a lake too, but it's, it's Tennessee River, and I grew up on the Tennessee River, so uh, I've fished many events there. So I just it wasn't hard to adjust because it's just like being back at home, you know. Just certain things you look for at that time of the year. And, you know, the water was high when we got there for practice, and it was falling. And uh, you know, TVA's got an app that you can you go to and look and see what the water levels are going to be or the predicted water levels. I saw it was falling, and it was going to stabilize after about two days of, of practice. So, uh, you know, I uh, I adjusted accordingly and saw what was going on. And, you know, most of the fish that I caught, I caught them, you know, I, I caught them on like six different things. Each day I caught them different, just adjusted with the, the falling water and how the fish were repositioning and adjusting to the water conditions. And, you know, I caught them anywhere from a mango place, back to Goro, to a... Uh, a sea crawl, a zoom to a pH custom loaders, a Wesley Secret, a uh, buzz bait, and a frog. I think that was my main staple that I call them on. Wow. You know, it it must have been interesting. Uh, you know, these were back to back, and then after you fished Grand Lake and after you fished uh, Kentucky Lake, time to go home, and you've got these two big checks. Did you Did you walk into the local bank? and sign the checks on the back and give them to the teller and ask her to put them into your account, and she'd go, uh, would you like any cash with that, sir? Or how, how was that feeling? Well, and here's the thing. I didn't win grand. I, I won Kentucky Lake, and then I went to Lake Norman and won Lake Norman, oh, no. which was, uh, yeah, I was not Grand Lake. Lake Norman, uh, Lake Norman's in uh, North Carolina. Right. Uh, it's in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, uh, yeah, Dad made a joke. Uh, he called me and said, hey, you see what? I mean, we just drove by and, like, stopped at the house and slept. Got up next morning, put the checks in the bank. We left. And uh, my dad called me and said, well, did you hear what happened to the bank? And I said, no, what happened? He said, well, we, I went by there and said it was tilted to one side. And I'm like, what happened? He goes, somebody deposited a large amount of money and made it tilt on one, make the foundation sag on one side. So he got <laughs> I hope I hope they get used to it because I think it's going to be happening a lot more times here in the future. Now, now we're talking to you, and you're streaking across the state of Texas, which usually takes you forever, and you're going to the the Sabine River. Is this an area where you fished before, or are they fishing a different area? Where, where are you going? Now, we're going to the Sabine River, and uh, I came. Uh, I, me and my dad came out in February. Uh, what was it, February? No, before then. It was, uh, yeah, it was in February. We came out and uh, rode around for three days and looked at it, and it was it was flooded. And looks like it's going to be flooded again because it just come a month soon. I mean, it rained a bunch here just a minute ago. So uh, I'm not familiar with it, but uh, it's a river system. It's tidal. uh has current in it. So uh, uh, any, anytime I ain't going to say I, I, I feel comfortable, but. I like my odds in the river system. You know, how are you feeling now that you feel that you have not only a real good chance of making the Bassmaster Classic, but also, you know, you're doing fairly well in the Angler of the Year points, and those are two really, really big goals to attain in in one season. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, everybody, you know. Uh, Everybody wants to win Angler of the Year. You know, that's uh, that's uh, an accomplishment that shows that you uh, 
among your peers that you were the best for the whole season. And uh, those are really, really, you think uh, a badge of elite wins hard to come by. And ALY is even way more hard to come by. So uh, that's, that's, a, that's quite a feat. That means everything had to go right for the whole season. So uh, the guy that wins that, they really accomplished something. So uh, I've never obtained that goal in either circuit, so I sure would like to do that. It would be something to you know, something accomplished before you, uh, before you, before you clear to retire. So, uh, that, 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 that just lets you know that, you know, I don't know, it's just a sense of accomplishment that you can't describe. You know, uh, out here in the West, we have a lot of junior anglers, and I know where you come from, high school fishing, college fishing is really big, a lot larger than it is here. But we get a lot of junior anglers listening to us. A lot of them, you know, they have dreams of being where you are right now today. Do you have any wisdom or, or any, anything you want to tell them with regards to following their dream to fish? Uh, yeah, I can tell you this. Uh, I was going to say it earlier. You know, uh, I don't do it. We get into it for the money, then you're getting into it for the wrong reasons. Uh, you have, anything you're doing in life to succeed at it, you have to have a passion for it. And uh, another tip is, you know, no matter how good or how well or how not so well you do at a tournament, you need to, you need to be the same day in, day out, you know. Uh, even when you're at your lowest point, you should be like you were at your highest point. Don't, you know, no negativity. Always, you know, always try to be upbeat. I know it's hard to do when you, you, know, you get your teeth kicked in in a tournament, but, you know, that's that's what the world needs. The world needs more people who are upbeat all the time and, and not focusing on the negative. You know, it's, uh, you know, everybody can appreciate a winner, but a guy that can not do so well and still be happy about it, that, that's the kind of people that, that everybody wants to be around. So, uh, you know, don't lose focus. Uh, have a passion for whatever you do, whether it be fishing or, or whatever. You just need to have a passion for it. If you have a passion for it, you'll succeed no matter what. You know, I think we've all been in that boat, Wes, that uh, you win a tournament and you're on a high and you go to the next uh, location. And, man, you're lucky to even be able to get your limit in the boat. And it's this is one of the most humbling sports there is. But you... You've got to put that behind you and look forward to the next event because you, you can't let that bad outing get to you, you know. you got to let go of it and and look to the future. Yeah, that's right. You just, just need to always keep a good, positive attitude no matter, no matter what. I mean, even if even if three or four in a row, you really stink it up. You, know, you never know when the next event could be the one that changes your life, your career, or whatever. So just... You know, always be upbeat. That's, that's, that's the main thing. Hey, before we let you go, Wesley, tell us about some of the sponsors that are helping you now get and obtain your dream to be in the Classic and, and to make Angler of the Year. Uh, you know, i got, I got to thank Hell's Construction. Hell's Construction is a, a group from uh, Austin, Texas, that uh, they specialize in the turf industry. They're the leader in the turf industry. Uh, Ranger out, Ranger boats, uh, Everroot outboards, Power Pole, Power Rods from California. They've been with me a long time. Lose reels, uh, Trocar, Trocar hooks, Rages Outdoors, Fence, TH Marine, uh, Lose, uh, McGuire's. McGuire's is from 
California. McGuire's came on board last year. Great company to work for. Great, great group. Tom McDonald. Really appreciate him and McGuire's. Zorro, uh, Zorro, uh, Samsung Zorro, Jackson Kayak, Orion Coolers, DH Custom Lures, and uh, Rain Stunts the Sinkers. Uh, so that's about it there. And, uh, or Zoom Bay Company. Forgot Zoom Bay Company. Can't forget them. They've been with me since day one. Boy, you can't forget Zoom uh, Bait Company, and it was, uh, you know, a shame a few weeks ago that we had heard about the passing of Eddie Chambers. We'd known Eddie for a long time. What an innovative individual there at Zoom. I, I hope you had a chance to meet him uh, before he passed away. Yeah, you know, I've known Ed for long, many years. Ed's just one of those special people that uh, ain't many like Ed. He, uh, he would have never known. You know, you never would have known who he was unless he told you, you know, or somebody told you. He, uh, he was just, he was Ed, Ed. and uh, so uh, he was a, you know, one of the pioneers of the, in the lure industry. You know, I can remember Zoom lizards from when I was a kid. I didn't buy them by the ten pack; I bought them by a hundred pack. So, uh, <laughs> you know, just a lot of, a lot of good memories with Ed, and uh, he is his best friend, Frank Free, and. Just all the folks at Zoom, man. I said that's really, it's really sad that Ed passed away. But I know Ed seen uh, Ed Jr. And, and his daughters are going to continue to to make him proud and, uh, and work hard for Zoom. Uh, Eddie Wortham, Marshall, Chris Baxter. I know they're all going to be proud. So uh, it's just an honor to have known him and met him and, and, and been around him. Well, listen. Before we let you go, <laughs> if you, if you can share one secret for us. You're going to go to the uh, the, uh, the Sabine River. You know it's flooded. You're going to take a look at it. You're going to get in the boat. What do you think? Now, we're only going to share this with, you know, a couple of thousand people that are listening to the broadcast right now. What's going to be, you think, the first lure that you're going to go to to see if you can make it work? Uh, it's easy. That would be uh, Sam Sloan, Zorro, Mango Blade, bait. Spinnerbait. And will that yep. be with uh, Colorado or Willow Bay Blades? And uh, will it be, uh, uh, you know, uh, chartreuse or what color you think? It's going to be uh, Colorado, Indiana. It's going to be a chartreuse white skirt with a zoom split tail trailer on it. All right. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Wesley, thank you so much for being with us. I know. You're you're itching to get to where you are, and you had to stop to say hello to us to not only Stan Whitty and myself, but our listeners here in Salem, California. Thank you for you know letting us know a little bit more about you, and and even moreover, thank you Stephanie for her persistence on on helping get you on the radio show with us. We we wish you good luck, and we'll be following you. Well, I hope so, and you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. So uh, come check me out on, on all those social media sites and you can see what's going on in mine and Stephanie's world. All right. Congratulations, and uh, and good luck to you, Wesley. Thank you, Wendy. It's good to hear from you. All right. Yeah, nice keep up the you. good work. That was, uh, Thank you. You guys have Thank you, have Wesley. Thank you, sir. Hey, that was Wesley uh, Strader uh, calling us uh, on his way to Sabine River down in Texas. Hey, we're going to take a break right now, but coming up uh, next, we're going to see if we can get an Eastern Sierras report. So stay tuned. There's still 
A lot more Ron Real Radio to come after these messages. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Rod and Real Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to uh, Rod and Real Radio, and I know Wes was uh, from uh, Tennessee, there will be a translation available on our podcast, so stay tuned for that. Okay? <laughs> hey, Stan, we're going to go up to Eastern Sierras right now. You've lined up a guest for us. Why don't you introduce him to our listening audience? Well, that's pretty simple. We're going to go up to Bridgeport, I guess, real quick and, and uh, talk to the guy that everybody wants to stop at his store and see what's in the ice just out in front at Ken Sporting Goods, Mr. Jim Reed. How are you doing, Jim? Good. How are you all doing? Yeah. We are doing well, and I heard that the fishing is doing well up there in in uh, the Bridgeport Arena. Uh, it's been nothing but good for big fish, too. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of big fish caught so far this season. It's been really great. Yeah, can you give us a little bit of rundown on on the places where these fish are coming on, and maybe an idea of uh, what to use in in those particular compounds where they're being found? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the bigger fish have been coming out of Bridgeport Reservoir, Upper and Lower Twin. Uh, lots of big numbers on the Virginia lakes. Um, they're catching them just about every which way. The the trolling has been good on the bigger lakes, you know, with flies or crawlers or rapalas and uh, Thomas Boyens, that kind of thing. Uh, the bait fishing has been good with 
night crawlers and power bait and mice tails. Uh, the fly guys are doing really good stripping streamers with little, like a soft tackle dropper, that kind of thing's been working really well too. Wow. And, you know, I think what's really amazing, Jim, <clears throat> in a lot of the pictures I'm seeing com- coming from Ken's and the um, – uh, the Endowment Foundation and uh, also from uh, private fishermen up there, that there is a cross-section of people that are that are catching these fish. I mean, they're just not, you know, the guys that are gung-ho and go up there every day. I mean, the, the kids are catching them. The lady fishermen are catching them. The experienced anglers catching them. The people that maybe the first time up there has been catching them. It's just been a great opportunity to go up to Bridgeport and catch a fish of a lifetime. Yeah, you're right. You know, there's there's been several gals, well, at least one or two gals caught double-digit fish this year. Um, you know, and, and like you said, a lot of novice anglers have been catching, you know, four, five, six-pounders like it's going out of style. It's been really good. <laughs> to catch a four, five, or six-pounder as a novice will ruin your life. <laughs> I think sometimes it does. <laughs> You're always gunning for one bigger, and sometimes it takes a while. I think I still think my favorite so far this year was the was the right off the bat at the at the opener where the lady caught the the big fish. I think it was eleven pounds on a on power bait or whatever on yeah. the floating bait, and it had somebody else's Rapala stuck on the side of his face. Yeah, it had a big old six inch swim bait stuck in his head. Poor, <laughs> poor guy. I guess he must have been hungry. Now, well, you know, if, and it made a picture. I think it made it to Western Outdoor News, and and whoever whoever got the chance to see that fish with his bait stuck in his face, at least he knew what he had on. But he yeah. probably wasn't happy about it. That's the one that got away. That that is the one. Now, Jim, you've got a tournament uh, coming up here in a few weeks. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, the Fish Enhancement Foundation has a tournament coming up the weekend after uh, after Father's Day. Uh, Saturday. It's a one-day tournament. It's kind of one of their big fundraisers to make money uh, to plant those big tag, you know, big tag trophy fish. Now you've been catching tag fish all so far all season now. Oh yeah, they they've planted already two or three loads, and they got another load coming before that tournament. Um, most of those tag fish are over three pounds. There's been one come in that was eleven pounds. And then I know that they released at least two in either Twins or Bridgeport. I'm not sure where they went that were over 13 pounds. Oh, Whoa. So they're still cruising so far. <laughs> now, Jim, also, they, you know, by the tags, they were catching some holdovers from uh, 2017. Do you know yeah. if there were any fish that were caught from earlier released than that? Uh, there's been one fish that we saw this year from 2016. All right, and then probably a half a dozen from 2017. So that's excellent. Yeah, so, yeah, that's great. So you know, in a period of a year, how big, how much uh, size have those fish been able to gain? Do you think? Uh, I would say the Bridgeport Reservoir fish because they grow so much faster. Probably a pound or a pound and a half bigger than last year. Uh, the Twin Lakes ones maybe not quite so so much. You know, you know, Jim, we get a lot of people down here in, in San Diego to walk in the shop and they say, hey, we're we're going up to Bridgeport and uh, we're going to be fishing up there uh, 
you know, load me up with what you've got. And really, for us down here, our fishing season is almost over, and we don't have the type of inventory that people should be taking up to Bridgeport most of the time. So when a fisherman comes walking into Ken's there and they say, hey, the guy down in San Diego told me to come up and see you, that you could help me out, what are you going to hook him up with? Well, it would totally depend on what he wants to do. You know, if he's going to be out in a boat trolling, I'm probably going to get him set up with some speedy shiners and some night crawlers, maybe a couple of trolling flies. Uh, if he's going to be bait fishing, some mice tails, some salmon peach power bait, and some uh, some night crawlers. Night crawlers are always a great bet. And then the fly guys, you know, the flies change periodically, but small leech patterns, streamers with little flashy droppers. Right, and and those night crawlers, uh, I've got fishermen. You know, we think, you know, we try to keep the jumbo night crawlers, and they go, no, no, I don't want to use those because the medium sized ones. You know, for me, work the best. Do you, do you find that they have any preference? Uh, most guys up here like the big ones. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, don't go small. You know, I'm looking for little fish. Catch the big ones. Use the yeah. big, big night crawler. <laughs> yeah, everybody kind of has their own way. You know, some guys will take the big ones and bust them in half. Some guys will like the little ones. But we we probably sell three times more of the large crawlers than we do the, the babies. Okay. Jim, we're, we're kind of uh, really into the season right now. How are you finding the crowds up there? Uh, do people ha- uh, have to make reservations in order to get good accommodations, to get boats and stuff like that? Or if someone that wants to come uh, up there impromptu, don't know who to get a hold of, can they still come on up there and have a quality experience? Oh, yeah. They can, they can definitely go impromptu. Uh, the weekends, you know, the marinas, of course, have limited boat rentals, so... If they can plan ahead, it's probably good to get that boat reserved ahead of time if they're going to be here on a Saturday or a Sunday. But uh, during the week, uh, even though it is, you know, our busy season, um, there's there's usually boats available at at least one or two of the lakes. Well, and right now when it comes to the weather, I know you weren't uh, like Palm Springs that hit 115 today, but you're probably having pretty good weather up there right now. Uh, it's been gorgeous. It was about 80 yesterday and today. Uh, the wind was very minimal. I, I hear we're going to get a little bit of wind tomorrow, but um, we're kind of getting into the best time of year for us, you know, that 75 to 85 degree type stuff. All right. Jim, if we want to find out more about Bridgeport and, and Kent Sporting Goods and other things, it sounds like uh, you're an excellent source to go to. How's the best place to get a, how's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, our phone number is 760-932-7707. Or we have a lot of good pictures and info on our website, which is kenssport.com. Okay. And when we get into Bridgeport, not that difficult to find you. If we're coming up from the south, how's the best way to get to you? We're going to be on the right-hand side, right in the middle of town, big red building. Like looks like a giant fire engine. You can't miss us. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, uh, Jim uh, Toms, I'm sorry, Jim Reed, we appreciate you being with us and giving us that report and Good luck to you, and, and I hope we get a chance to check in with you again and find out just how fantastic everything is, uh, just a banner season up there. That sounds great. Thanks a lot for calling. All right. Thank you, Jim. Jim, Jim Reed from Kim's uh, Sporting's Good out of Bridgeport. Well, hey, we've got uh, just a few minutes, and Wendy, uh, the CCA had a casino night uh, that was last night at 
Shimano, uh, tell us uh, some of the details and how did it go? Well, the Orange County Chapter of Coastal Conservation Association, the president, uh, Ron Owens, and, and his board put together a really fun night at Shimano. Thanks to Shimano and Dana Wharf, um, the event was held at Shimano last night. It was a casino night, and Shimano uh, donated um, their place for us to have to hold the casino night. Um, it was sponsored by Dana Wharf. Uh, we had lots of prizes, lots of fun. A um, couple of guys won over $4,500 worth of raffle tickets. Wow. You know, because you're gambling for chips, right? Right. I, I won $900. <laughs> and a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I didn't do as well as, as those two guys. But it was great. A lot of people showed up. Um, Harbor Grill from Dana Point um, cooked the food along with uh, Rory from Traeger. It, it was just a great fun night. Um, we had over 100 people there, and the drinks were flowing. The Papa Polar rum was flowing. It was great. <laughs> now, uh, Wendy, uh, who were some of the sponsors that donated some of the the great gifts that you had to make this such a success? Oh, gosh. There were so many sponsors, John. Um, you know, with with Okuma, Shimano, um, Hookup Baits. I, I mean, there's just too many. AFCO. I mean, the, the, the industry AFCO, supports yeah. it. Oh, and AFCO did a match. So um, up to uh, $5,000, they'll do a match. So I'm not, I don't recall how much money that we raised last night for the AFCO match, but uh, I saw hands going up and dollars flying. Wow, that was great. And what a great thing to see the fishing community to come out and not not only support Orange County CCA, California CCA, but for all of the good causes that, that Wayne is pursuing. You know, we've had Wayne on a couple of times. I can't believe how many directions that guy's getting pulled down at one time. Well, you know, he is being pulled in all different directions, and so now we are looking to hire in, uh, um, somebody for to help Wayne, an assistant executive, uh, assistant director to help Wayne with all of his duties. So if anybody's interested in looking for a job, check out uh, Coastal Conservation Association's website, um, ccacal.org, uh, I believe it is, california.org. Um, and there is a job listing there for assistant director, and we are also looking for a um, a an Orange County director. So, if anybody's interested in Orange County, give us a call. Wow! Now, Wendy, do you have a handle on when the next activity is that is being sponsored by CCA that that uh, people here in Southern California can go out and support? Actually, there's going to be a fun event. It's a kayak tournament, and uh, uh, Jimmy Salazar um, heads that up, and he's doing a great job, and that's going to be in Marina Del Rey, um, and that is on the 9th. Wow. All right. Well, it sounds fun. It sounds like you guys are doing a great, uh, having a great time. And, Stan, I've got to ask you, you left us with a cliffhanger last week. You had built this tremendous pizza oven in your backyard. You were having 30 of your closest friends over. And when we left you, you were about ready to go burn some dough. Tell us, how did it turn out? 
I actually succeeded in becoming a pizza chef. Um, surprisingly, I was scared to death, you know, I, and because the first person, we had 38 people in the backyard, and, uh, and, and the first pizza came from a kid. And and I'm thinking, oh man, just don't burn this one, Vanderberg. <laughs> but it, but I uh, figured out how to do it low and slow, and uh, at first, and pretty soon I had them coming out in three or four minutes at a time, and learned how to make them the right way. And now I, I'm pretty confident I can pretty much do a little of anything in there. You just have to learn how to how to cook with real fire and how to keep the fire going and keep your temperature level but it worked out really well you know came home cleaned everything up went to the tournament champions on wednesday morning i leave for crowley to fish the finest annual trout invitational tournament with i don't know we'll probably have 300 guys in that thing it's our 34th annual event and uh, looking forward to that and i'll give you a report on crowley when i get back well, I'm I'm sorry that we couldn't make our connection with Adam uh, Thompson uh, oh, Crowley. Okay. He's probably at, at June Lake running June Lake Marina, and there's no reception in that canyon. All right. Hey, everyone, that's it for tonight. What can I tell you? Stan, Wendy, thank you very much. We want to also thank our guests and everything like that. want to tell our listeners, we'll be here next Sunday night on AM 540 starting at 5.05 p.m., if you were listening to the show tonight, you uh, obviously heard it's a diversified show, but that's what kind of makes it fun. So on behalf of Otto and our AM540 studios, Ben Harvey, my engineer down here at San Diego, always in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McEwen, and also our special friend Paul Leader from El Cone Ford that kept us on the air for so many years. As you found out tonight, They're biting, but you know what? The bite's going to be getting better. Go on out there. Get those fish. Someone's getting your fish. Your fish are getting away. Good night, everyone. For now, we're out. We'll see you next week. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. (laughs) You ain't working anymore. Could be. There's your hole out in the sun. Where you left a row half done You claim that hoeing uh, ain't no fun But I can prove it You ain't got no answer